Are you enjoying this free audiobook from Scribble.com? You may not know that Scribble has much more than just free audiobooks. Audiobooks, ebooks, we're adding new titles all the time. You can skip these ads and get higher quality audio files by purchasing audiobooks on Scribble. Even better, every audiobook you buy from Scribble comes with the ebook at no additional charge. Visit us at scribble.com. That's S C R I B L dot com. Now, back to the show. You're hired. Interview skills to get the job by Lauren Epstein. Read by the author. Episode 5. Cash, moolah, dinero, shekels, rupees, and greenbacks. Yes, it's true. Do not talk about money until they bring it up or an offer is being discussed. Chances are they will ask you what you want to get paid. There are two schools of thought on this. One is to tell them what you want, and the other is to see what they offer. The latter may get you more money depending on the employment market or your worth to them. The response you give is situational and depends on what you know about the market rate for your skills. If you choose not to reveal information about what you want to get paid, you can reply, what does this position pay? And let the recruiter answer. They may not give you a direct answer, to which you can respond, what is the average salary in your company for someone like me? Talking about salary in these general terms will help you get an idea of what you will be paid. When you talk about money, remember, that it's easier to negotiate down than up. So start with a salary higher than you want. Usually, there is little room for negotiation for most positions in most companies. The reasons are numerous, but the major one is that large and medium companies have compensation structures designed to keep new hires in line with the current staff. Making sure everyone gets paid the appropriate salary is a top priority for human resource professionals. If you are looking for a specific amount of money, you need to be sure that they can meet your figure and ask the recruiter or manager in advance. You can say something like, I'm earning $80,000 a year now. Can this job exceed that amount? It is okay to ask up front if this position can support your salary needs. Do not ignore the issue. Many people leave the question so far off the table that they are shocked when they see their actual offer. Candidates who make an issue of the offer tend to turn managers off. I have seen candidates not get a job because they asked for too much money or kept asking for more after their first request was honored. Hiring managers are happy when you accept their first offer. You can help them by making sure their first offer is one that you will accept. Check it out. When you are in the interview process, do not forget to notice the workplace. Does it look neat and tidy, or is it a mess? Do they have equipment and tools that you will need to do your job? If the office equipment, such as computers, copiers, phones, don't appear to fit the organization, either they're too old or in disrepair, ask them why and if new ones are coming. Many organizations will spend little on tools and expect their employees to provide them. One of my employers did not have the test equipment needed to allow the engineers to do their work. 
the engineers had to borrow or bring in their own testing tools to get their job done. In some cases, employees brought in their own screwdrivers. Ask questions about what kind of resources are available. Their answers will tell you about the company's ability to grow, support, and nurture their workforce. If there are virtually unlimited resources, you can bet they will invest in you. Tell them about it. Share all of your juice. Do not forget to tell the interviewer about your skills and what you are bringing to their position. Be your own best interviewer and make a list of your top skills that are relevant for this job. Put them on your notepad so you can recall them in an instant. Leaving an interview not having said all that you wanted can happen. So don't worry about it. You can always call back, but remember that most of what sticks in the interviewer's mind is what you tell them in person. If you've got plans, let them know. Tell the interviewer about any impending vacations or major life plans that will interfere with your work schedule. Things like going to night school or taking a vacation are important for the employer to know up front. Once you're hired, they will have an unspoken expectation that you are available to work at the hours agreed to and maybe more. Letting them know up front makes it much easier to take the vacation, leave work early for classes, or whatever you plan on doing. Your employer won't mind and will understand that you have a life and have made arrangements before taking this job. But surprising them later on will only get in your way. Do you want this job or not? You may presume that your interviewers know that you want the job because you're interviewing for it. But that's not enough. Once you're sure you want the job, let them know. Forgetting to tell the interviewer that you want the position could cost you the job. Your desire and enthusiasm to work with this company is taken into consideration. Employers want to hire people who show a desire to work for them. Being apathetic, uncaring, and nonchalant about the position will communicate your disinterest and allow another candidate who is more outwardly excited to get the job. Once you are in the interview process, let them know what you like about the company and that you would accept a reasonable offer. Conversely, let them know right away if you're not interested. Laying the groundwork for follow-up. Before you leave the interview, ask the recruiter and hiring manager if you can call to follow up. Most interviewers are willing to speak to you later, but it is important that you be considerate of their time. Making follow-up calls will give you a chance to ask more questions or mention any information you neglected to say in the interview and keep you on their minds. Sayonara! When you have completed the formal part of your interview, make sure you can answer these questions. 1. Do I want this job as I understand it? 2. If not, what would have to be different so that I would want to take it? 3. Do I have my interviewer's names, titles, and phone numbers so I can follow up and create a personalized organizational chart? 4. Have I seen enough of the facility and spoken to all the necessary people? If you have clear answers to these questions, you have done your job well. How to be in an interview So far, we've talked about the nuts and bolts of interviewing, how to research the employer, how to prepare for the interview, what questions you should ask and shouldn't answer. All that stuff is important, and the more you follow these guidelines, 
the better your interview will go. However, in the end, what gets you the job or not is not how well you do the interview, but how you present yourself to your interviewers. Ultimately, they will make their decision in large part based on how they feel about who you are being in the interview. If you're not familiar with this term, your being is the essence of how you show up to others. It is not how you feel or think or what you know. It's always occurring in the core of who you are. Being is simple to see in others, but sometimes harder to see in ourselves. To put it in other terms, your beingness is the way that other people experience you and your personality. Examples of ways of being include open, powerful, confident, joyful, sad, disinterested, or angry, just to name a few. It will serve you in all areas of your life to distinguish the way you're being. You can then adjust the way you're being to learn to generate the results that you desire in your life. The following sections address some of the ways of being that are particularly helpful in getting the job you want. Be confident. When you arrive for your interview feeling confident and assured that you are the best candidate for the position, you will interview well and give the non-verbal message that you are the best candidate for the job. Being confident can be tapped into using several techniques, such as being prepared and having your homework done. Another is to prepare your mindset. What you believe in your core is what will usually occur. If you know without a doubt that you will be hired for this position, you will show up as confident. Before you embark on your interview, ask yourself how confident you are about doing your best and getting this job. If you are 100% sure that it's yours, great. If you're less than 100% sure, what is it that's in your way? What stands between where you are right now and being confident that the job is yours? Do not confuse nervousness with doubt. If you've researched the background of the company and position, prepared a list of questions, presented a good physical image, gotten a good night's sleep, and arrived with time to spare, you know you've set yourself up to win. So relax and have fun with your interview. Be related to your interviewers. It is important that you create a rapport with the interviewers. It is tricky to give tips on this since it's about how you're being rather than what you're doing. Maybe that says it all. But let's see if I can uncover what this means for you. When you meet your interviewers, connect with them like an old friend. Make them feel comfortable. You may be thinking that is their job. But take it from one who has been on both sides of the interview table. Sometimes the interviewer has more at stake and experiences more anxiety about the interview than you do. They may be unsure about their interviewing skills, or they may be under a lot of pressure to fill an opening right away. So take care of your interviewers. Do everything you can to put them at ease. After you answer a question, allow them to speak, or to sit in silence and collect their thoughts. Be honest and friendly, and responsive to the unspoken cues they may be sending you. 
This is a skill that you will get better at as you interview more often. Be authentic. I always appreciate authenticity. Being authentic means allowing your true self to show through. If you don't have a good answer to a question, say so. The interviewer will appreciate knowing what your limits are. Your interviewer will know that you are who you say you are because your words will match up with the experience they're having of you. An interview is not the place to try the old adage, fake it till you make it. So, if you realize during the interview that you don't have the required qualifications, say so. If you're nervous, say so. If you need to use the restroom or get a drink of water, say so. If you're excited about the job and really want it, blurting out, hire me, hire me, may or may not work. Rather, saying something like, I really enjoyed the interview and would accept a reasonable offer for this position, would probably be a better way to go. Being authentic does not mean blurting out what's on your mind. Being appropriate and effective is the route to go. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Now, while being authentic and open and honest are all good ways of being, they can also be the problem of too much of a good thing. That is, while you want to be real and connected and share yourself with your interviewers, this does not mean you should let it all hang out. Remember to keep your honesty and openness to a professional level. Acting appropriately. Your personality is important to how people experience you in the world. You can't change it, so don't even bother trying, especially if it works for you and creates the results you want. However, if your personality style is perceived by other people as outrageous, confrontational, opinionated, or controversial, you may need to rein it in somewhat during your interview. Some things that may seem funny or serve as a great conversation starter with your buddies over drinks will come across as obnoxious and inappropriate in an interview. Create appropriate behavior by reviewing what you plan to say before it leaves your mouth. Practice with yourself or a friend. When you start working there, you can tell jokes. Avoid getting too friendly or casual with the people you meet, unless the interviewer encourages it. If they lead you to a conversation that is more relaxed and you feel comfortable going there, don't be concerned. It is now apparent that the interviewer is going to be more relaxed and casual. Here are some tips. Never make jokes about sex, politics, religion, race, money, or any other topic that has a charge to it. Only ask questions of the interviewer that they could or would ask of you. Never insult the interviewer or people who work in the office. Be polite and on your best behavior. Blabbermouth, telling too much of the truth. Those of us who want to be honest sometimes get ourselves into trouble. I have been like that. There are times when I just say way too much. I have seen this occur with candidates that I have interviewed as well. The point of this story is that you don't want to raise unnecessary doubts about extraneous issues that are not relevant to the position or that wouldn't otherwise come up with your references or background check. 
In an interview, it is not always appropriate to go into the whole truth of any situation. Liar, liar, pants on fire, not telling the truth. This leads me to the truth. The truth is a funny thing as there is rarely an absolute truth that we can all agree on. Even gravity changes from place to place on Earth. When sharing the truth about our work history with our interviewers, we tend to embellish the facts with color, which is a healthy component in selling our abilities. However, lying or hiding a critical fact can come back to haunt you. If a lie comes back to bite you, it will have a more deleterious effect on your job than coming clean up front. If you are fired from your last job, do not hide it. The way you could say such a thing is, I was let go from my previous position because, and you'll have taken the bite out of the issue. It is for you to calculate the risk involved in not sharing every little detail of your life. Some companies do a more thorough background check than others. But if they find out that you lied, it will be hasta la vista, baby. Large companies tend to do a more extensive background check, which includes reference checks, salary confirmation, and educational experiences. During the checks, the recruiter or human resources generalist will ask your references to characterize your working and personal skills. Anything that happened could come up at this check. How to clarify issues in past work experiences. Everyone creates some negative experiences during his or her career. There is nothing to be ashamed of. If you feel a negative experience will come out in the interview, then share it up front, clearly explaining what happened, how you handled it, what you learned from the experience, and how you will handle a similar situation in the future. I'm going to show you how to create a true and explainable story of your professional past. Many people are fired for cause, meaning they did something so incorrect that they were let go. But this should not and will not end your career. Some of the issues you may need to cover are presented here with some recommended responses. Don't use these responses unless they are true for you. They are intended to be a guide to coming up with a respectable explanation for aspects of your work history. Recently, I interviewed a gentleman who was amazing in his field as a test engineer. He was technically a match and just the kind of person we wanted to hire. He was asked to share about a job he had three years ago, and he told us that he was fired. The hiring manager made a presumption that he may have stolen company property. He jumped on this and would not allow himself to see the truth. The truth was that the candidate had not stolen anything. I asked the manager to be open to hiring this person, but it was no use. His mind was made up, and nothing I did could change that. I called all the candidate's references and did my own version of Columbo to check the facts. I found nothing negative, but had to tell the candidate we were not going to make him an offer. Had he not shared this piece of information, he would have been hired. You could not afford to live on the salary you accepted. It is okay to tell your interviewer that you took a job because you needed the money to pay your bills. It is not uncommon, given the last few years of economic trends, that you could not find a job in your field. 
Millions of workers accepted lower-level positions and took a pay cut. You were accused of stealing from your past employer. This is a serious accusation and can lead to criminal charges. If you've been arrested and convicted of this crime, tell your interviewers. Always presume they will do a criminal background check because most companies do. To explain this issue, you must dig deep into whatever possessed you to commit a crime and be ready to share that. Whatever the reason, you want to acknowledge the character flaw. Take responsibility for it and tell them what concrete actions you have done to better yourself, such as drug treatment or counseling. You did not meet your employer's expectations. This is an easy one to mitigate. You can share with your interviewers that the job and your skills were not a match. Explaining it in detail will show your interviewers that you know your skills, limits, and potential. We all have limits and everyone has weaknesses that can be a challenge to overcome. The point of your explanation is to show that you have learned from your mistakes and that you want to find a job that is a better fit for your skills and abilities. You are not challenged by your work. Many jobs are structured below our ability. When you tell your interviewers that, you are again distinguishing your strengths and capabilities. Interviewers like to hear that you know what roles you fit best in, based on your personality, behavioral style, likes, dislikes, and other variables. Your employer treated you unfairly. It is not uncommon for employers to treat their employees unfairly. If that was the case, you need to clarify things. But only if it's going to come up in the reference check. Clarify your situation by sharing what happened and how you dealt with it in a responsible manner. Some companies will hire you based on reference checks from some past employers and not others. You have the right to tell them whom they can and cannot call for references. However, if you don't allow them to contact any of your past employers, you'll be sending up a red flag that could hinder your offer. You were harassed. If you were harassed and charges were filed or some type of record exists, you can choose to share this or not. The hiring manager's perception, at best, is that you are a poor victim of a really bad crime. At worst, they will think that the same thing could occur at this new place of employment. Do you want either perception to be in his or her mind? I don't think so. Be mindful of how they will contextualize what you're saying. You were accused of harassing or assaulting someone. This is a tough one and must be addressed. Again, if you know for a fact that they will find out. If you are prosecuted, regardless of your true innocence, you must nip this in the bud as soon as you move forward in your interview process. Like all the other points I have talked about here, timing is important. You do not need to share this information in the first interview or possibly at all. In conclusion, dealing with a checkered past is no fun, but at times it is necessary. Do not avoid it if you feel it will hinder your chances of getting the job you want. A lot of people have sorted pasts and managed to make it anyway. Sharing your past in a responsible manner will demonstrate your ability to turn adversity into opportunity. That is the end of Chapter 3. Come back to hear Chapter 4. You've been listening to You're Hired, Interview Skills to Get the Job, 
This audiobook is copyright 2007, Lauren Epstein, and is released under a Creative Commons 3.0 attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, United States license. You may, in fact you are encouraged to, make as many copies of this work to share as you like. You may not profit from it, nor may you make changes to it. You must also state who wrote and produced it. A copy of this license is available at creativecommons.org. You're Hired is a free audiobook available at yourhiredbook.com and patiobooks.com. You're Hired is available as a print book from Lauren's website at yourhiredbook.com and at amazon.com. Lauren is available to speak to your group or provide career and interview coaching. Go to his website at www.yourhiredbook.com to reach him. If this book is of value to you, please stop by the website and buy a print copy. Or, if you're getting this book through patiobooks.com, please go there to leave a donation. Your donations help support the author and patiobooks.com so they can continue to bring you quality audiobooks for free. This audiobook was recorded and produced at Dancing Cat Studios in Vienna, Virginia. Dancing Cat Studios produces fiction and non-fiction audiobooks for the DIY author. Contact information can be found on the web at dancingcatstudios.com. You can also reach us through email at dancingcatstudios at gmail.com.